Welcome to the Soul Midwife Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Hughes. I'm an energy healer, a guide, a mom of four, and yes, a soul midwife. In this podcast, I offer guidance, healings, and wisdom for women who are feeling out of alignment, disconnected, and are longing to find out or to rediscover who they truly are from a deep place of wholeness. Women who are ready to step out of the culture of busy, overwhelmed, disconnection, and fragmentation, and to lead lives that feel soulful and aligned from the inside out. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. So today I wanted to talk to you a bit about fear and doubt, anger, and how these things can cloud our minds and really give rise to confusion. So like, yes, so this is what we're going to talk about today. So I guess the first thing I want to say is these things aren't bad, right? So I'm not saying fear or anger or confusion are bad. <laughs> I actually think that they, in some ways, they're, I mean, they just are, right? They're not bad or good to me. They just are. They're part of life. Like, that is just part of life. Um, and there's a way that you can be with them that will take you into a storm of confusion and cloudiness and um, disconnection, I would say. And there's a way that you can be with them that allows for a deepening of connection, a deepening of love <laughs> for yourself and for others, and really the possibility of alchemy, right? The alchemization of these things. And I, I, I was not planning on talking about this today. As what seems to keep happening, <laughs> I will sit down to talk about something. I have it all sketched out. And then I, you know, today I pulled a card and the card very much said this exact thing. It was the five of water. And it was talking all about um, hopelessness that can cloud our minds and hearts, fear and doubt that can give rise to confusion, misunderstanding and anger. These emotions are often born of our own pain or insecurities and can cloud our ability to see the love that surrounds us. And so I think that I pulled this card because there is a lot of this in the air in the human collective right now, I would say. There's quite a lot of fear and doubt. Um, for some of us, there may be quite a lot of hopelessness and confusion, and there's definitely a lot of misunderstandings and anger that both lives within us and is being surfaced and expressed in more of like the collective state of us. And so I guess when I record these podcasts, I, I am here to serve, right? That's why I do these. I imagine myself, you know, I'm here sitting here recording and then I feel so grateful that I'm invited into your ears, into your homes, um, and that you show up to listen to these words that often come through me, right? They're not, I don't often feel like not thinking and trying to devise a plan and how to do this or that or get you into this program or that program. It really is just like, this is my service. It's a service to my own voice. It's a service to me thinking through things, me sharing stories of others that present themselves in um, in terms of like who I'm working with, there's always a theme 
of people who I'm working with. So I often share those. And a theme that I see right now, not really in those that I'm working with, but really just in the in humanity is this this being consumed by fear and uh, confusion and anxiety and misunderstandings and anger. I mean, I'm sure you've noticed it's all around us right now. There's this camp and that camp, and if you're not left and you're not right, uh, then I don't know, right? You're politically homeless, I guess. That's how I feel. I'm, I don't actually even, whatever. We don't need to go into the politics of it. But that is a thing, right? That's definitely out there in the air. And I'm in service to love. <laughs> I really do feel like in service to connection, to uh, in service to gaining a deeper understanding for why somebody might do that based on where they are in life not focusing on the what they're doing, but why they would do a thing. And then I focused, of course, on connecting people to themselves, women in particular, and connecting people to each other. And so this, this energy that's in the air of fear, of anxiety, of anger, misunderstandings, and confusions, I do want to say that I am not labeling any of those things as bad. I do not think emotions which, you know, emotions are energy in motion, or emotions are just information asking for an awareness. To me, that's how, what I think of emotions as. There's something that rise and fall in our body. Um, and they can rise very fiercely and very intensely, right? Like I, I feel fear and I get confused sometimes, but I don't find them to be things that I need to other and need to fix. Maybe this will actually tie nicely into the podcast that I have planned, which was the art of fixing. So maybe I will combine the two. Um, and so these, these emotions, right, to me, confusion has a very useful, very, very, very useful um, part of our path. Fear can be incredibly useful. Anger can be incredibly useful right? And so for me, it's not always acting from these places, but actually going in and feeling what the energy of that emotion is actually asking you to be with. And so for each of us, that will be different because, you know, as the card said, it is really bringing up our own pain or insecurities and um, and that makes us often block from the beauty and the love that is actually there. They both can exist at the same time, right? It is that yin and yang um, that my son drew on our whiteboard this morning, right? And the explanation of it is both. There is light and dark, and it all makes the whole. And we've gotten so used to labeling something as other, separating it inside of ourselves as other or outside of ourselves as other and then labeling it as bad horribleness rather than really like wanting to understand where such a thing would come from right where would such a thing why would such a thing be popular why would such a thing arise why would such a political figure be revered right because those people are crazy and why would they ever no, probably not. Probably there's something a lot deeper there that's speaking to something inside of people, right? And so just really sitting with that, that not othering asks you to, enables you to tap into your own heart space 
and find action from that place. Because when you're in your heart space and or when you're in your body and you're feeling the confusion and you're feeling the anger and all of the things and then you're bringing that and you're putting that outside onto others. We talked about personal responsibility last week and you're putting it on others and you're othering people outside, right? Then that causes that disconnection. That causes a lack of good questions is what it causes. A lack of actual possibility to shift things, to shine a light, and to actually uh, possibly heal and shift humanity. We're asking stupid questions right now, if you ask me. It's not this or that. There's so many better questions that we really could be sitting with, like so many better questions. Um, and I know a lot of people are asking these questions, but just as a whole, uh, you know, I guess if you look at what media is throwing out there, which maybe isn't the best way of viewing the situation anyways, but um, there's so many deeper questions that we can be asking. And the same thing goes for, you know, not the larger situation. If we go to the microcosm in our own bodies, when anger comes up, we can other that anger of like, oh, I hate the feeling of anger. I don't want myself to feel angry. I don't like feeling angry. How can I fix my anger problem? Right? That's a thing. How can I fix my anger problem? How can I fix being insecure? How can I fix uh, my anxiety? How can I fix my hopelessness, right? To asking a different question, which could be, what is this emotion giving me information and what awareness is it asking of me, right? What awareness is it asking of me? So... So what I'm, like, very specifically what I'm saying is, say there's an emotion that's coming up, right? Anger. Something causes you to be angry. It's angry. <coughs> probably something from the outside world. Maybe you just wake up angry, but probably it's something from the outside world that triggers some feeling of indignation and anger and how dare they and why would they think that and all of the things, right? And so you could act out in anger, right? and type the mean email or all of the things. Another way of being with it is to actually feel the anger, to feel it inside of yourself without doing an action, right? To let the anger consume and be inside of you. Not, it is not you, but it is of you, right? So this, this is a very big difference. And, and it's hard actually to explain in a podcast form, it's much easier to be curious. So the explanation I guess I'm giving you, the invitation is to be curious and to try this on, right? Because I might describe it to you and you might say like, oh my God, this lady's in that case, what's she talking about? But my invitation is for you to be curious enough to actually give this a try and see what happens, see what shifts inside of you, right? So when you feel anger, if you actually allow yourself to get down and feel the anger, which might mean I don't know, your body might shake. My body shakes sometimes when I'm angry. Like when I just lay down with the anger and I just act as a witness to the anger, right? I'm not feeding it with my mind. I'm not feeding it more fuel with all oh, that person did this and then this and then that. It's just showing up to the experience of anger, right? To the feeling of anger. And sometimes that might mean that there is an expression that needs to happen, right? The, the tears or the yelling or maybe some movement needs to happen, right? 
for the anger not to shift and move away. We're not trying to make it go away. It just naturally begins to happen, just like you naturally breathe, right? And when you're in a stressful situation, you naturally breathe more rapidly than when you're in a calming situation. So we're not we're not using this anger to try to get it out of us. Let me do this or that. We're actually sitting with the anger and however the anger chooses to move us, right? So that we actually lose our control, our thinking mind, our egoic space to the anger so that the anger actually can become a lesson or the doubt or the anxiety or of the things, right? And then at some point along the way, and I'm sure I've said this in other podcasts, there is a lessening, a shifting, and then there's like love for it right? The love comes in. So for me, sometimes at the beginning, it was like a conscious, like awareness of, um, by saying like, I, I love you. Like, thank you so much anger for, for what you've released in me for what you've given me or whatever comes up for you, right? Because otherwise, if you just sit there and stew in the hopelessness and the doubt and the anxiety and all of the energy that's going around that may or may not be even yours that just may be in the air right and sometimes maybe actually yours right and in in some ways is yours and it's not yours it's got, kind of back to that yin yin yang it's all whole and it's also there's parts of the whole right or back to quantum physics my son and I are doing quantum physics right now and and um we're all Without going super deep sciency, we are all part of, and we are all interacting with like the Higgs field, right? We are all, our energy is vibrating off of this bigger collective. You could call that the collective consciousness, I guess, the Higgs field. Um, it is an energy field that surrounds all of us and our, what we are made of, our atoms and subatomic particles are interacting with it at all times. So you could call that the collective consciousness if you wanted to, I suppose. I think I lost my train of thought because I went deep, deep into science mode. Um, but we're, when we're in the stage of fear and doubt and hopelessness and then we like let it cloud it, us, let it consume us, we can often play the victim, right? Going back to that personal responsibility podcast that I talked about, it can, we can become the victim of how dare that person do that and how dare this rather than becoming the powerful person in ourselves and alchemize those feelings. So alchemize that hopelessness and alchemize. So alchemization means you feel it, right? You don't just say, I'm not going to, I'm going to choose not to feel that anymore. You got to feel it first. If you just keep choosing your way to not feel things, I just don't think it works. In my experience, that doesn't work. Like you can choose for a while and then it just grows until it gets louder and louder and louder. So you gotta feel it, right? Feeling it is the trans, feeling it is the transmuting it, right? It's I give this example all the time of the little kid who wants your attention and is like, mom, 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 mom. They're not gonna just shut up. They're gonna keep going. They're gonna get louder and louder and louder and louder, right? And so, <laughs> I guess this talks ties into what I was talking about. Is this fine art of fixing, right? Because as females, who are the 99.9% .9 of the people who I work with, we always want to fix the things. <laughs> I mean, this is definitely, the fine art of fixing is a female thing. I have definitely lived in this reality 
at points in my life, 100%, right? And I still find myself going back there, especially with my kids and like schooling my kids. Uh, not fixing it, but just like kind of wanting to uh, do it for them in a way, I guess, like help them out more than I should. Let, let them struggle less than I think they actually, not that I think, that I know that they actually probably should be struggling, right? Because if you look at fixing, like why do we have the need to fix? There's lots of different reasons. For some of us, it's what I just spoke to, the discomfort of what is. Sitting in that discomfort of what is as someone struggles with something, maybe even yourself as you struggle with something, that's a hard thing for us often, sitting with that discomfort. We also have a resistance to what is, right? We think it should be something else. And so we're not happy with what is, so we need to fix it and create it into this thing that we think it should be. Control. That's definitely another one. Control, like we want to control the situation because when we feel out of control, we feel all of the things that being out of control makes us feel. Um, rescuing, we want to fit people or ourselves into an image of the way that we think they should be in or what we think that they want to be in. So we want to fix it or rescue them. So also unworthiness there, for sure. There's unworthiness of like, if we keep fixing ourselves in the hope that we can finally just be as we actually are. Right, I'm, I, that's actually really good. I think I'm going to say that again. We feel like we're unworthy. So if we boil it down, we keep fixing ourselves in the hopes that we can finally just be as we actually are. Like if, if we do all the things and we arrive at this point magically in the future, we have arrived and now we can just be, right? But until then, we're going to fix ourselves until we, we step into this image of who we are in our minds, right? And so I don't want to say that in terms of like, I am always evolving. I am always, um, I am definitely a proponent of transformation and evolution, right? Of, of ourselves. And I think that's actually just a necessary part of our process of life. But there's a different energy to fixing. Fixing is like this energy of like this word. To me, it's like othering, definitely. Kind of like what we were talking about earlier, this anger. We're othering ourselves inside. Um, it is a bit... Uh, I don't know. It's very intense, the, the idea of fixing it's like I need to fix my issue there's like stress involved there's like an energy of stress and it feels really really disempowering to me like I need to fix it I need to fix it I need to fix it I think for some people that can feel like a false sense of of power but for me it doesn't it feels like a stressful uh disempowering it does it feels disempowering like there's things that need to be fixed like cars need to be fixed and you know maybe the dishwasher needs to be fixed but pupil, I don't think we need to be fixed. Um, fixing is really very different to me than like shifting or visioning a new way and then making steps to walk towards that way, right? And so fixing is like, I don't want to feel angry at all. I don't like the feeling of anger. I don't want to be an angry person. And I use anger a lot. I mean, I use anger because it showed up in the card today and I feel it on the planet. 
I also use anger because women often don't like, like that's an anger many women tell me I don't like the feeling of anger. Um, and in midlife, there's often a lot of rage and anger that comes up. And so I use that one as an example. So if you fix your anger, it's like, I got to not feel angry. I got to not feel angry. What class can I take? What can I do in the outside world for me to not feel angry? Rather than using the anger that is coming up as information for your awareness and something that you are visioning, maybe you're visioning more peace in your life. And so you're going to step, make step towards that rather than like pushing away the anger, you're going to embrace the anger see what it needs to teach you, and do some visioning on maybe living with the anger. I don't know. I, my, my example kind of left, <laughs> left my brain. Um, but but it, the, the, the point is the shifting. It is that shifting of or visioning of way to make steps towards walking on a different path, I guess, maybe is the best way of saying it, right? So it's not that you're othering it, you're not trying to make it bad, you're not trying to make it anything. You're just bringing more deeper awareness to it. And you're going to maybe walk on the path with it for a while, right? And so, yeah, I think that's what I want to say about that. Um, I guess I also just want to wonder why, like, why do we want to fix ourselves? and others, right? Why do we want to fix our, I don't know, maybe your partner comes to you with, with, a, with a problem, right? And then you just want to jump in and fix it. You come up with all the ideas and you think you're being really, really helpful. And I've so been here. And all they really, really want, or you could throw your kid in this, all they really, really want is to be seen and heard, right? They just want to be seen and heard. And like that is all they need to shift it inside of themselves. Like this is such a big, big lesson. They don't always need the 50,000 ideas that you have. They sometimes just need to be seen and heard. And so always starting with that seeing and hearing and then asking yourself or asking others, you know, did you do you need to be seen? and loved or are you needing some action like do you want to make some action steps right you can probably come up with a more eloquent way of saying that um but you i'm sure you understand what i'm saying right it's not like you're being mean or anything like that by saying all of the things that you're so excited to say and all of the ideas that you have but you're really just missing out on the discomfort that they could be wrestling with, especially in terms of kids. You're missing out on the holding of space and love and witnessing of somebody because at the end of the day, we just want to be seen. We just want to be seen, even though that being seen seems so incredibly scary. And so when you're, when you're serving from that place of just seeing someone and letting them Maybe back to that questioning, maybe you're asking the right questions so they can come to the space themselves. And that's what I do, right? That's what I do in my role. I don't fix things for people. I hold space for them. I ask the right questions. 
they come to things on their own and I'm just like amazed, right? But there but sometimes we do need that other person to <coughs> to hold that space and bounce ideas on or ask the right questions that unlock things and be that mirror for us, right? So we don't need to fix it. We just we and we don't need to fix ourselves because we really already are beautiful. <laughs> we already are all of the things that we think in our mind's eye that we we should be or we will be when we're 50 or we will be when we're whatever age or we will be after the kids leave or we will be this or we will be that. You already are that. You're just... Other things come in, right? Just allow yourself to be as you actually are is what I'm saying. Just allow yourself to be as you actually are. Like that is the essence of self-love, really. It's allowing yourself to be as you actually are. All of your humanness, all of your warts, all of your anger, all of the things that are you, allow yourself to be who you actually are. And yes, there might be trauma, and yes, there might be things that are hard to be with. There might be parts of you that seem, your shadowy parts that seem very dark and very... Um, thorn-like or very nagging or maybe you think they're preventing you from the deeper relationship or they're preventing you from loving yourself more all of these things like that is also a part of it but at the end of the day if you other it by trying to fix it and you just want to cut that part off it's like cutting that part off and saying like I don't need you right we don't get to do that we don't really get to do that we get to be there and feel and experience these emotions and then we get to just be as we actually are. And this is coming from somebody who has this experience, right? I have this experience of my, in my own self. I make the time and space. Like this is the most important part of my day is the witnessing of the interior space and the growing of that anchor so that it can then extend into my outer world. So that when I am in the outer space and I am maybe triggered and got angry by something, that I can see that that is, that is anger in, rising inside of me and it's for a reason, right? That it is my personal responsibility to be with that anger. It is not the person who's making me angry responsibility to change, right? And sometimes that might need, mean you set boundaries with relationships. Like sometimes you might need to all of those sorts of things. So I'm not saying you just sit there and take it. It's like that idea of Gandhi's nonviolence. It's not like nonviolent people. They don't just sit there and like take, you just hurt me in whatever way you can. They ask bigger, deeper questions and the actions reflect the, reflect that, the nonviolence in such a way that is so powerful and so outside of the typical box that it creates big shifts and movements, right? And so I guess the invitation, again, is just, as always, my invitation is always just to connect you more to your inner space. Deeper and deeper into that inner space and to show up more and more in that way. So that when you connect with that, when you love yourself more, all of the parts of yourself, the angry parts, all of the parts, that when you act out into the world, that that does create ripples of change. It really does. 
it just creates such a different space of being in and interacting with. And, you know, if you go back to the quantum physics, the, that we are all energy and we bounce off of each other and our particles interact with each other. If your particles inside are from this place of really being and loving yourself, it makes it easier to be in love with others, even others that maybe you don't agree with. And that's where the world can change. That's where we can come up with some third way, some new way of being in this world with each other and have different viewpoints and have different all of the things, right? We can find that love. Yeah, so I think that's probably where I will end it today. Um, I do want to say as I end... I have two spots open still for the 40-day soulful journey for November. October is full, but November still has two spots. It is uh, operated off the gift economy. So that is basically you come and do this journey with me for 40 days, helping you get deeper connected. Um, and you set with an, start with an intention and you get sessions with me. And it is operated in the gift economy. So you can check that out at my website. And I do have some spaces open right now for soul sessions. These are deep sessions. Um, and I'm also, for those of you that are in my local area, um, I'm, I now have an office space that I have access to at least one day a week for those who want to do some sessions in person. So go over to the website and check it out, soulmidwifejulie.com. And I send you all so much love. Thanks.